Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims, as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz'amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. The Quran is saying, What is insan or my akfar? May the mankind kill, may be killed. It means the cast from Allah SWT. How ungrateful the human being is, how ungrateful the people are. Why the Quran is saying this? Because Quran has mentioned that these unbelievers, they think they are mustaghani. Mustaghani means istaghana, means they are self sufficient. They've got enough money, enough resources, they don't need anybody. So Allah is saying that you know, look at yourself. All the favors that you have got in this world is given by Him. Even you yourself did not make yourself. Nobody makes himself. People do not choose anything. But people think that you, know, you are proud of your money, <coughs> position, and the state, and the status, and this and that. Quran is saying that all this is given to you. And even yourself, who made you? And the thing I look at it, your parent, who made your parent? Did you make your parent? You know, very affectionately, if you look at your properly, the reason that you have got this certain qualification, it is because you have grown up in a certain country, or maybe because you have certain parents who wanted you to have this certain education. It is not your choice. Who made your parent? Who made you to born and grown up in this country? You know, had you been born and grown up in China, different, you have been speaking Chinese. Who made you to be born here? Who made you parent like that? Think properly. What is yours? Why people are so much proud and arrogant? So now Quran is saying that, you know, look, uh, uh, how ungrateful the human being is. And then Quran is asking the question, from what he created him? See, Quran is very clear. You did not create yourself. From what he created him? Allah created him. And the people think, very often people think it in my mind, I made plan, I thought I knowledge that I made all the money. Who made your mind? The mind by which you got reasoning and thinking and all those things, who made it? Who had given you this you know, thinking, understanding? Allah. The Quran says, what he created him. And why and when Quran says from what? Meaning from what you mean to say? From how insignificant uh, you think Allah created him. Something said no value, no importance, humiliated, such a low thing. Allah, from what he created you, and then you are so arrogant. From, what he, from which part he created then Quran, Allah, Allah, the way in the Quran is, whenever Allah makes a question, if the question is so clear that anybody has the same answer, then Quran will make answer itself. Because everybody will have the same answer. If the question is such way, it has a good, got right answer, 
but also some people can have a wrong answer, it's still a Quranic answer. So that people don't dispute and fight if they get the right answer. In this case, the answer is so clear for everybody. But unbelievers, you know how ungrateful they are, and they look from what Allah has made them, from what Allah created them, and then the Quran answers itself. مِن نُطْفَةٍ خَلَقَهُ فَقَدَّرَ نُطْفَةٌ نَرْبِقِ لَنْجُزِ مِنْ سَنَّطَا فَيَنْتَيْفُ means a small drop. Like sometimes you can see like, you know, in, in, the, in the winter, sometimes you know, on the ceiling or on the wall, there is little water coming. You know, sometimes it happens, or sometimes in, 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 in the rainy season, in, you know, in many countries, you can see from the wall, something is coming. That is Natafa. So Natafa basically means any water, any drop, very little amount, small amount, which appears anywhere. You call it Natafa, Natafa Yantaifu. So Quran is saying that you know, from water like you today, look properly, mean Natafatim. From a small drop of sperm. That's what we have to From a small drop, he made him. That is really from this small drop, he made this human being. All the eye, the mind, the brain, the nose, the face, the hands, the stomach, and all those things. The thinking power, the feeling power, you forget, you remember, you fall in the love, you hate someone. All these qualities in the human being, not only the body you can see, how much things are there. It's all coming from this small drop. From this small drop, he made so much things for you. In whatever now you are, it is coming from that small drop. See every, every single thing. Who can make things like that? To say from you know, insignificant you know, people, people are. To be nutfatin. From a small drop of spam. Khalaqahu. And from that small one, he made him. Khalaqahu created him. Faqaddarahu. And then he planned him. Meaning, he didn't make full planning from one stage to another stage. People are nutfa, the Quran says you become mudra, become a you know, piece of the you know, flesh, and then you have bones, then you have this. All moving. The starting point has been the sperm. And then the sperm actually moved from to you know, something flesh, then it moves to become bones. Then you have shapes, all those shapes coming from that. And sometimes the Quran even reminds them more than that. Even the starting point is sperm. Where it coming from? It's coming from your father. Your father, you know, the sperm is coming from your father. And the sperm is made from what? From the blood of your father. And the blood is made from what? The food that he eats. And the food is coming from where? From the earth. Somebody, when you are born, you don't know really that the small sperm that was from this, this blood. And the blood has been made from apple you ate from New Zealand. Something from this country. Basically, before you were born, you were scattered in so many parts of the world. Then Allah gathered them in certain food. And then He made your father to eat that food. And the blood came, and from that sperm came. And then you came in this thing, you were scattered. And when you die, again you become scattered, part of the earth. And then you raise you. Before you were born, you were scattered. After you were born, again you are the same thing. After you die, you become the same thing. How you see that the people are, how Allah Sata keeps moving from one state, and in those movements, did we have any power, any choice? Did we have any choice to choose our father? Did we choose that you know, we don't want to be in the womb of this woman, we want to have another womb? Did we choose anything? Powerless. Whatever Allah Sata did. And then when our shape was developing inside, did we choose? Did we choose the color? Did we choose actually our, uh, uh, our form? Did we choose our, our height? Did we choose anything? Did we choose our brain? 
our mind, our thinking, our desire, the love and the hatred, anything we choose, nothing. We are forced. And now we're coming after all that and being arrogant, that I am something. What I means? Tell me what is I? You think properly what is I is? This whole I, nothing is yours. When people say I and me, ask them what is I and what is me? Who is you? Who are you? Nothing is yours. Your parents are not yours. You know, your land is not yours. Even the language that you speak was made before you were born. You did not make your language. Even the language has been made for before you were before born. The language is more made before you. The space is given to you. Every single thing was made before you were born. You did not make your space. You know, I, 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 I give this example. If you ask any child now that, you know, make for me a cup of tea, he will say it is so easy. And he gets, gets, goes and, and makes it. But have you ever thought it is not easy? One cup of tea cannot exist unless there is the whole universe. Unless there is sun, the moon, the earth, and all those laws of Allah you cannot make a cup of tea. You only make it because everything already exists there. Nothing is yours. Any that you say it is easy, it is coming after such a long thing. You don't, you don't know where they're coming from. So Quran is saying that how can people be proud? From what he created him? From a dirty, from insignificant drop of the water, sperm. He made him. And then he planned him everything. You move from one stage to the other stage. All the plan is there. And then you are born. And then Quran says, And then Allah made the path easy for you. He made it easy that you come out from the womb of your mother. Who made you to come out? Who made this whole system that people after nine months or something like that, they come out from the womb of their mother? Who made this thing? Allah made this thing. And then when you come out, then he made all that ways easy. Now you can eat, you can drink, and then soon you can start speaking, talking. Soon you can start moving, walking, running. Soon you start, can start learning. And then after that, you know, learning and teaching, and you can, you know, you can guide people, you can do whatever like, so many things. Who made all this path easier for you? Who made this thing? Not even, it sucks. One has made this thing. Allah has made this thing. Allah is the one who made all this easier for you. But people don't think it. You know, this, the way that things are happening, it is made by him. It is not that it happened by itself. And he made everything for different, for everything. For the growth of the trees, he made different laws. You know, growth, you know, of the light, he made different laws. But for the human being, he made different laws. This is how this happens. This is Then he made the path easier for him. The people come out from the womb of their mother. People start speaking. People learn language. People start working. People learn how, how to use their eyes. They differentiate between the colors, between the people, between different things. They learn. They learn how to use their hands, how to use their, 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 their legs. They learn everything. How? It has made everything easy. To Masabila, yes, sir, we made the path very easy for the people. And then he said, It is not now, now you are born. Okay, you can't say, oh, yeah, no doubt Allah made us. I, now we are born. Now we do whatever. Even then you cannot do anything. Even then, when he wants you to die, you will die. It is not that, you know, now he has lost, Allah has lost the power. He created you, but now, you know, you are out of his hand. You do whatever like. Nothing like that. Even you, after all this thing, still you remain under his power. You know, like if you read, read you know, Hindu mythology, you know, how they talk about their gods. 
to see very often that you know a, a certain god you know he created another god something from i prefer from something but this one new one he got so much power that he kissed the first one to so this keep happening in the hindu history allah is not like that he created you but still you are under him every single move that you do do you do because he wants you to do under his plan and then he chooses you to die you you don't choose he chooses he makes you to die just think how how helpless we are we are born without our will and we are going to die without our will we are born and we have no choice to choose our parent and the land where we are born when we die we have no choice that who is going to left behind after our death we don't know sometimes you die before your children sometimes you die after your children sometimes you die before your parent sometimes you die after them you don't choose this allah makes you die you die at your home sometimes you die while traveling sometimes the people die while they are eating sometimes they die when they are in the toilet sometimes they are frying the dai they don't do anything he does whatever likes no choice nothing sometimes you are talking with you properly nicely and they suddenly die and you think oh, the person was talking with me yeah he made it die sometimes people remain for a long time on the bed then they die sometimes people are driving the car and sometimes something happened they die heart attack sometimes accident they die they have left the house for something and then they never come back just think so mamato helpless powerless nothing is there just think really how weak we are and even actually in this time when death is not there do you think really we we, we carry ourselves every single even in this life allah it is not that allah made the life allah is the one who keeps us alive every single moment we are remaining there because he wants to keep us like that otherwise every single moment he can take away anything from us he can take away our mind he can take our i said actually i just know last yesterday somebody came into my house one after and he said his wife suddenly she was walking and she lost her eyesight so she had eye your her eyes like anybody eye but she can't see with that suddenly she just woke and suddenly it happened nothing there was no illness nothing now she go to hospital just imagine when you use your eyes seeing you think you keep it do you know the system of the eye he makes you to see he is helping you and if he wants he can take it away and sometimes he does it to remind you when you hear something properly you think you know it is your ear your it is not your ear it is controlled by him you hear because he wants you to hear and when he does not want he will not help you so basically people in their life and the continuity of the life in both of them they depend on the lord on the creator they are not they don't have life because of their own and their life does not continue because they want nothing we are helpless we don't know really what happened inside the body we don't know people develop the cancer in their body but they don't realize they sometimes they realize at, at very late stage people develop so many illness inside the body they don't know and nobody can see them he makes it you don't see it and this happen understand how 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 humble we are how helpless we are so that the quran says tum amata then he make him to die mouth comes to him nobody wants to die but he you did not want to be born he made you to born and then you don't want to die but he will make you to die you did not choose the time of your birth you cannot choose the time of your death he will choose for you whenever he wants and wherever he wants tum amata fa aqbar 
Tabara Yakbara means to bail, and Akbara means to provide a grave for her. Then he provided a grave for you. He made you to be buried somewhere. In the, in, the, in the water, in the sea, in the land, wherever he wants it. Then he made you uh, to move away from this, this earth. He made you something else, Akbar, then he hided you. Then he made you to be hidden. So what meaning actually in this world when you walk, everybody can see you. When you die, then you removed. There's no more part of this world. No more there. Whether you are burnt, whether you bury in the grave, whether you are thrown in the ocean, whether birds eat you, basically you have been removed from the from the life. You are no more there for Akbar. Just think really that you know how helpless people are. You know, keep moving. Never human life basically is not still. You know, you can say that you know I am just uh, doing nothing. Whether you say this or don't say, you are moving. Every single moment you are moving. You are moving and you are pushed away, pushed to your death. You could be sleeping, but you are moving. While sleeping, you are laughing on this earth, you know, all the time moving. Whether you sleep or you walk, the earth keeps moving. Your body keeps moving. Whether you are still, whether you are moving, but still it is moving. You are becoming your product. You can't stop your life at any stage. You never can do that. You can say that I don't have anything to do, but you can't be. But still you are moving. The thing really, you pushed away. When somebody came to the house of a pious person, and you know, nothing was there. He said, oh, are you traveling somewhere that you have no stuff is there? He said, traveling? I'm not traveling. I'm being pushed away from here. You know, in every single moment you are pushed away from this world to another world. Every single moment you are pushed, being pushed away until you die. And when death will come, then you will see. Then you will see how, how we have pushed away. فَأَمَاتُ فَأَقْبَرَهُ You know, like one of the uh, poets in Pakistan, Fahid Ahmad Fahid, very nice poet, you know, he's one of the communist uh, poet, but he says, مَقَامْ مَقَامْ فَيْزِ كُوَيْ رَاحْ مَيْ جَچَاهِ نَهِ جو کوئے یار سے نکلے تو سوئے دار چلے Oh Fahid, we never had any station in our life. There is no station. There is no place to stay. When we left the street of our beloved, then we came to the street of the death. From one street, we kept moving to other street. There is no station. It is not that we have a time to, to stay or rest somewhere. Nothing. All the time moving. You left the house of your beloved, then you moved to the house, it's to place which you had. So there is no station in this life. I understand this thing properly. There is no station. There is no destination. Wrong are the people who think we want to enjoy. People who think now that we have got nice park, we go there and we enjoy there. It is only people do because they don't know what they do really. If people know it properly, then they have no enjoyment. They can't sleep. They can't have a case of the life. If they know what happened to them and soon what is going to happen to them. If people know their death properly, there is no enjoyment. This world is not meant to enjoy. So only those people enjoy who are stupid, who don't know what is going to happen. Imagine if doctors tell you that you have got a cancer and after 10 or 15 days, you are going to die. Do you think you are going to enjoy the roses in, uh, and flowers in the garden and the waters in the, you know, in this, are you going to enjoy anything like that? You will die before the death. If you know that soon you are going to die, your death will come before the death. There is no enjoyment. The people who know their death properly, they never enjoy anything. And at least not only Muslims, even at least many, many philosophers, Greek philosophers, they are not Muslims. But death was so much in their mind, they couldn't enjoy their life. Because when you say people don't think properly. Now I tell you a few of the things from other people, from other earlier people, you can tell it that how they used to think about the death. <coughs> In Masood al-Allah, Ta'ala, Abdul Dhan Masood, one of the great companies, he said, Habba al-Makruhani al-Mawtu al-Fakr. 
He said, welcome to do those two things which are hated. Everybody hates them, but I am welcoming them. How nice they are. Who are these two, two things? Death and poverty. He said, welcome to the death and poverty. I love them. Everybody hates them, but I love them. وَأَيْمُ مَا هُوَ إِلَّا مَا أُبَالِي you know, it is either richness or the poverty. And I don't care which one comes first to me. I don't care. Because when the poverty comes, it really gives you something. Understand this properly. When the richness comes, you think you get something. But when the poverty comes, it also gives something. And sometimes it gives you more than the richness. But you don't realize. Whatever Allah has made for you, it gives you something. When people get the power, they think they get something. When the power is taken away from you, you also get something. But you don't see them. People always are getting something from their Lord. Whatever He gives you, it is gift from Allah. When death comes to you, it is not that something has been taken away from you. You are given something. Remember that every single time whatever comes to you, it is coming from you. So welcome that. Ibn Mas'ud said, Man arada al-akhirah, adarra bil-dunya. Wa man arada al-dunya, adarra bil-akhirah. Fa'adirru bil-fani bil-baqi. Anybody who wants the hereafter, you will harm this, this world. If you want to have success in the next world, you have to harm this one. And everybody who wants to have this dunya, this world, you have to harm the akhirah. Good are the people who sacrifice this one for the sake of the last one. Because this is going to finish anyway. Abu Hurayat one of the great companions, it has come in his biography, إِذَا مَرَّتْ بِهِ جَنَادَةٌ قَالَ Whenever any janaza, any funeral used to pass by Abu Huraira, he used to say to dead person, you go in the morning, you are going in the morning, go, we are following you in the evening. And if the janaza used to happen in the evening, he will say, you are going in the evening and we are following in the morning. Let me remember this really. You know, somebody asked one of the companions, you know, about a funeral, that whose funeral is this? So he said, it is yours. And if you mind it, then it is mine. If you think it, if you don't like to say something like that, then think it is mine. Don't say whose is it. It is your, your. One day it is going to you, go to bury. Somebody was dying and his wife was crying, weeping. So he asked her, why wife weeping? She said, because of you. You know, you are dying because of me. He said, don't cry on me, cry on yourself. You are going to die same way. Not only me. After my death, death will come to you as well. One day you are going to die. You know, understand, when somebody dies, it is a reminder for you that you are going to die. But people don't take lesson. And one day, this news will come to the people that so and so has died. And will become part of the past world. Nobody will know. Finish from that. We are buried. We have been hidden from the world. That will come. People say about in the Sirin Rahmullah Ta'ala, إِذَا ذُكَرَ الْمَوْتُ مَاتَ كُلُّ عُدُوِّنْ مِنْهُ عَلَى حِدَى When the death was mentioned, then every single part of the body of the Sirin is to die on its own. She affects him so much that basically he couldn't do anything. You know, it is because they know what death means. We really don't know what death means. We only know certain things, certain losses. You know, but we don't know what death means to really. He said, imagine really that, you know, now you can move, death will come no movement. You can travel, death will come no traveling. You can bring gifts for your friends, death will come no gifts for your friends. You can eat and drink, death will come no eating and drinking. You can enjoy the life, death will come no enjoyment. You can meet somebody, death will come no enjoyment, no, no meeting. 
you can read something, that will come no reading. That is the end of your life the way you think. It is starting a new life, but life is done. That happened in Quran. How helpless we are. That thing we have. Do we have any medicine? Do you have any power? <coughs> we are born without our will. And we will die without our will. When we are born, we did not make anything of our body. And when we die, nothing is happening for us, from us. Allah has made the system. And just will come, they will force our soul to be coming out from the body. Whether we like or don't like, it will be taken. Nobody can fight doing this. It's impossible. The whole world, if you make the biggest army on the face of the earth, if the president of America, he dies and all the armies are there, and everybody, all the power they have got in the space and the earth, everything is there, the time he will be dying and I'm just coming to take his soul, nobody can defend him. Helpless people. All your resources, all your power, nothing. Your mother must be loving you, but when you die, she cannot do anything. Your children must do everything for you, but when you die, helpless. Why don't you return a bike? We take a soul. If you have power, why don't you take, make it a bike? We have taken it out. Then it's, you know, and just a crime with the soul. Why your army does not go and capture the angel and take out the soul again and put it in the body? Can you do that? Helpless. No power, nothing is there really. The defeated people die helpless and the winner people die helpless. Weak people die helpless and strong people die helpless. Poor people die helpless and the strong and rich people they die helpless. Nothing is there. I remember there was a very nice you know, conversation between a son of a rich man and a son of a poor person in, in, in Gustav Shahzad. Very nice long story. But one other thing is that the rich man's son, he said to the poor person's son, you see, my father, his grave is so strong, you know, bricks and stones and this and that, so nicely made. And the, and the grave of your father, just, just nothing is there. So he said, you know, by the time my father will be in paradise, your father will still be breaking his stones. He can't come out. My father already in the paradise. You know, if you make all the stones around your, your father's grave, how are you going to benefit him? Does he enjoy that? Does he need a palace inside the grave? And the palace help him? Just think properly. Whatever you make from marble, from anything, the grave of your, your father it still will be the same like any grave. No difference for him. It can make difference for you to be proud or arrogant, but no difference, you are not making a difference for him. The life that is facing here, in that life, it doesn't matter whether the grave is from the marble, whether the grave is from the dust. It doesn't matter anything. How things are. We actually have no power, powerless people. So that Quran is saying, you know, look properly. Where are you coming from? He created you from Nutfa, made you, made him, فَقَدَّرَهُ and all planning. Every single stage of your life has been made by him, planned by him. How you move, how you grow, everything by him. When you become older, how, how you look, what, what senses will remain, what you do, everything from him. And then he made all the path easy for you. You know, you are the money, you learn, you study, you teach, and all those things made easy for you. And then the Quran Then he made him die. He brings the death. So, and then he made him to be hidden, to be buried. He made him. Either you are buried in the grave, in the grave, you are buried in the, in the sea, or you have been eaten by, by, the, by the animals. All burying. Burying basically means you have been made hidden away from this earth. And then, not only that, and then when he wants, when Allah wants, 
He will make you to stand up. You see, that's what will happen. He made you this life, made you die, made you to be buried, and then when he wants, he will make you stand. You have no choice, nothing really. Do we want to be raised again? Do people want to be raised again? People don't want. But when he wants, he will raise them again. He will make them to stand again. Again, all the body is assembled. And people say how difficult it is. You know, we become dust and part of the earth. But you were already part of the earth. You already were scattered in the whole universe. Then you become part of the food of your father. Then you become blood. Then you become, you know, sperm. Then you become in the womb of your mother. Then you become whatever you are. Again, he will make you scatter everywhere. Then he will just say one voice and your every part of your body will assemble like that. Like, you know, when people have different parts of the computer, they assemble it, but still, you know, make effort. Allah, the assembly is not like that. People are mixed, like, you know, in the same grave, there were 70, 80 people get buried. But everybody's part is separate from him, Allah knows. When he will assemble 70 people, nothing will be mixed. Your air will be with you, with you not with the else, anybody else. Every single part of your body will be assembled as yours, not anybody else. There is no mixing, no confusion, nothing is there. Every single thing written down who is his. No, no, no mixing up. He will make everybody to stand. See really how, how complicated the whole system is. And how you, you, he does not need your help. He does not need your technology and your science. He does not need anything. Actually, he, he gave you that as a gift anyway. What he does is much, much more advanced than all your science, science and your technology. You never can reach there. Nobody can do anything like that. You don't know what soul means. You don't know what life means. Actually, people don't know what they mean. Ask any scientist, do you know who you are? No scientist knows. Anybody who does all the research on the brain, ask them, do you know what brain means? They don't know. People really don't know what making love means. When you fall in the love of someone, do you know what happened in your body? Nobody knows. When you hurt someone, do you know what happened to you? Who makes you to hurt someone? Heart is coming. When you forget something, do you know what happened to you? And when you recall something, when you forget something, you remember again, do you know what happened? Who is making all those things? Nothing is yours. Very little knowledge you have been given. And in that little knowledge, nothing compared to the whole system of Rasulullah. Then when he wants, he will make the assemble them again, raise them again. And I think that's what people need to learn really. If people learn this thing, that how they have been created, and how they are kept in this world alive, and how they die, and how they are raised again, it will make you humble. It will make humble really. Then we fear Allah Sata properly. People don't realize in their, their, their life that what happened. That was the hadith of the Prophet He said, Inna hadhin quluba tasbau kama yasdau al-hadith. You know, all these hearts, you know, they become dirty. As the iron becomes dirty, when it gets water. Qila ya Rasulullah wa ma jilauha. People ask our Lord Messenger how we can clean our heart. What is the thing which can clean the heart? What can clean your heart is to remember your death all the time and read the Quran. There are two things which can make your heart clean. Keep remembering that. Their Quran is saying, After all this thing really, what should we do? In every single stage of our life, our body has been listened to our Lord. He never disobeyed him. When he wanted to move us from one step to other, did we disobey? We never disobeyed him. Our body, when he wanted to make me old, did I rebel? 
when he wanted to make my hair, you know, become white and gray, do you think that I can rebel against him? Can I do like that? Can I say, no, I'm not going to accept your command? He sends a command and every single part of the body, they listen. Your body listens to him more than it listens to you. Every single thing. Your eyes, when you think really, you can see at anything, any level. You don't understand your eye in every function listens to him before it listens to you. He listens to you very little, listens to him more. Your mind listens to him more than it listens to you. In every single sp- in the stage of your life, you are his slaves. And then you don't listen to him. The Quran says, No, the mind still has not fulfilled what he has been commanded. You know, knowing all these things, all the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much he does. You know, and you should have to be so keen to, to do what he commands you, and you still don't listen to him. The Quran says, He has not listened, he has not done. You know what Allah has commanded him. You know, if you look at the, all those realities of the life, how you have come to this world, you should be so keen to listen to him. That you know, he had all the power, he should surrender to him. That's why Ibrahim named the religion submission. Because you have no power to surrender to him. Whatever he commands, do that. And that's why the ulama say really, that's why the best thing in this life is to do what he wants from you. Because he has all the power. And your body listens to him. Your soul listens to him. So when he commands you very clearly, that must be in the interest of your body and the soul. It never can be against your interest. Then do what he commands you. If you don't do what he commands you, you create a tension or conflict in your body. The only way you can have harmony in your life is do what he commands. Every single thing in your body listens to him. If you don't listen, you create tension. So simple thing in the interest of your body, in the interest of your soul is do what he commands you. He never can command you something which harms you. It never can. That's why the ulama always have been emphasizing that you know, everybody in this world, they want to do best for their life. Everybody, ask any believer, believer, everybody says, we want the best for our life. What is the best? We want to achieve that. But what is the best for you? Do you know? The best for you is what he commands, what pleases him. Simple thing, if you really want to know what is, if you want to do what is best for you, the only way is do what he commands you. That is the best for you. When you break his command, you are going to harm yourself. That never can be best for you. If people really want to do what is best for them, they should do what he commands them. They should please him. What pleases him, that is the best for you. When the time for the prayer comes and your body wants to have more sleep, you think it is best for you to keep sleeping. And he commands you, no, leave sleep and go for pray. Tell me what is best for you. Laziness or listening to him. Listening to him. Leave the bed, go for the prayer. And then after that, tell me what is best for you. You will say, it was good that I went for the prayer. It will say. But it will know after that, not before that. He wants to test you. It always is like that. No, never, no exception. Every single time, if you want to do something best for you, be blind. Just listen to him and do what he said, that is best for you. If you want to choose your own path, you will do mistake. Because your, what, you, what is best for you, if you decide, you will follow the desire. If, like you know, there are nice food, biryani. If you eating biryani, you know, one content is enough for you. But if you want to you know, eat more, you can eat two. You don't know, you think it is good for you, you have to more two or three, four, whatever you want, fill your stomach. But this is not what is best for you. 
your desire never can give you something best for you. Allah makes what is best for you. Allah's messenger has said to you, you know, make you know, one third of his family for eating, one third for drinking, and one third for taking breath. If you change this one, you, it is not best for you. It is always harmful to you. If people are left to choose what is best for them, they are going to destroy themselves. You can see all the wise people. Ask many of these wise people who, who drink uh, wine. Ask them, is drinking good for you? They will say, no, it is not good for us. But still keep drinking. Many people who smoke, ask if it is good for them. They are wise people. They know what is best for them. But their knowledge never helps. But if you make your habit that I will do what my Lord commands, you always will get what is best for you. You don't need to care for your body. He will take care of that. You don't need to care about your mind. He takes care. Always teach your children this, this lesson all the time. That you know, always understand one thing. That in this life you need to do what is best for you. But what is best for you, very often is not known to you. And sometimes when it is known to you, you don't have enough courage to do it. So the only way is, safe way is, do whatever your Lord commands. Simple thing is. You don't waste your time to find out what is good for you. If he commands you to go for the prayer, you don't think which is best for me. Just go for the prayer. If he commands you to spend money in the path of Allah, in, in my path, then do it. Don't keep thinking. You never can decide. You keep money in your house and thinking that I am going to spend this money in India on the poor people. And then a needy person comes to your house. What do you think? Your judgment is that you know, if I spend this money in India, it will be more useful. You don't know. Now Allah's command is, this person has come with immediate need. That you don't know what will happen. You don't know if money will survive or not. This, I mean, do this here. You don't know what is going to happen. You spend money there. Give to, fulfill the need of this, that person who has come either from Allah Always keep understanding this properly. When Allah commands you something, that must be best for you. Nothing else. That's why Quran is complaining. Your body listens to me, your mind listens to me, your heart listens to me, but you don't listen to me. And they listen to me, they follow my command. If you listen to me, you keep harmony in your body. If you don't listen, they're going to harm you. And then you know how much you are under his power. If you don't listen to him, what will happen? He can punish you. He can harm you. If you listen to him, he can reward you. There is more need for us to listen to him. Because when we listen to him, he rewards us. And if we don't listen to him, he's going to punish us. To so tell me what is what, the wisdom. The wisdom is to do what he commands. So that the Quran is saying, Kalla amara. You know, it all this favors Allah. They meant that people listen to him. But the man has got wrong. All these things are so clear, but the man has got so wrong, he does not want to say to, to his Lord. Kalla lamma yaqdima amara. Now Allah reminds again. You know, this is how you made. And then again, look at all the favors that you have got. Where are they coming from? You know, understand really, Allah loves you more than your mother. Allah loves you more than the father. He explained so clearly, that's not enough. But he's so keen for you to understand, to use your mind, to think properly. Now he brings new explanation, new thinking. You did not understand yourself, understand this new thing. This all your favors around you. Where are they coming from? Your food. Your water, what your animals eat, where are they coming from? Who made this whole arrangement? Your body needs food. Can you make food for the body? Allah made the arrangement. Even before you were born, things were there. 
you did not make graves. Graves existed in the world before you were born. You did not make dates. They existed before you were born. You know, look at me. All the vegetables. Did you make them? They existed before you were born. You did not make your own food. Everything existed before you were born. Look properly. That's who you are. You have been made by him. And whatever you need in this world has been made by him. Nothing is yours. So now the Quran is reminding in these other philosophers of Allah. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.